GG no re. Theoretically, that that's what that's what we're presenting anyway. That's the front we're putting on. It's GG no re, except we're all remote. We're in different places in the physical world. In you, in you might say the prime material plane. We're separate, but for your sake, dear listener, we're all together, talking in what is a weird and possibly self-indulgent and lazy episode where <laughs> where, where we with a varying quality of mics. You know, some people have good mics. I don't want to name names. Uh, hey. Some people have bad mics. I don't want to name names. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry. But with varying quality of mics, we talk about the upcoming campaign that you'll listen to starting, I believe, should the stars align. I have a, you know, there's an 87.777 repeating, of course, chance that we will be playing as of next week, as of next Tuesday, the Dungeons and Dragons Essentials Kit that Wizards of the Coast is putting out. It's Lost Mind of Fandelver 2, the sequel. I'm Daniel. I am not going to be the DN. Who is going to be the DN this time? Oh, well, that would be me, Asa. Asa, aren't you that weird guy that only shows up sometimes? Yeah. My yeah, cat okay. just knocked over a vase. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Um, I have sporadic times in which I uh, play Dungeons and Dragons somewhat. And you're going to be running this for us in person, yeah. of course, with our normal Yeah, I'm excited. Setup. And who else do we have on the call here? Uh, oh, we've made a huge mistake. This is Tim. This is John. And in case you were wondering what a PS4 gold headset sounds like in a podcast, <laughs> it's Jim. Yep. Welcome to this GG No Re uh, podcast slash review of the PS4 gold headset. Jim is coming at us from 1998. He's a time traveler. <laughs> Not the podcaster's headset of choice. No, no, it's not. I'm afraid it's not. But we're going to talk about, well, this is a weird up, and I know it's a weird up, and it's not our usual up. It's just because we, listen, we want to produce content. We look out, and the world is dry and parched. You know, like when you, you look for stock photos of desert, and it's just cracked land with little shoots of grass coming up. That's what the content world is, and we're trying to remedy that. We're spring. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, what's that in the horizon? Is it a cloud? Yeah, perhaps. Oh, what's that coming down from it? Is it content? Yes, content, watering the land, making plants, which is in this extended metaphor, which is your interest in life and continuing it, making it sprout up. That's what we're producing here tonight. He grew in Asa. <laughs> we're going to talk about lots of different things. Maybe, I mean, at least two, definitely two things. We're going to yes. talk about what we... What, what this thing is that we're going to do, the, the new D&D Essentials Kit, what we expect from it, what we hope from it, and the kind of PCs that the players are going to build in order to make Asa despair of his own life. Ah, come on. So last time, this was never recorded, because Tim, you ran the original starter kit for us, which this, this is, is like true. starter kit too. Yeah. I had printed out on cardstock and color all the maps, the mappy maps. Yeah, are you going to do that for us, Asa? Are you going to spend the money to... This one actually comes with maps. Oh. oh. What? Yep. Like printed out maps that you can... Yep, unfoldable. Out. Yep. Shut up. Yeah. Well, I don't know that they're that. like super in detail as far as like dungeons or whatever goes, but from what I've seen in the kit, it it is... I mean, it comes with... Looks like what, I guess, 11 by 17 uh, maps. Well, that's pretty cool. That way you don't have to go spend money like Tim did and actually put some effort into it like Tim did. Right? I did have to buy this kit. Jeez. 
<laughs> so, uh, last minds of Findelver, I think, even though it wasn't on the podcast, right? So you can't go back to our back catalog and, and listen to it, unfortunately. I think it's probably the best thing that Wizards has put out after the core rules. If, like, if I were going to run an official 5e adventure, that's probably what I would choose. Do you guys agree or not? Yeah, I yeah. think that, like, there wasn't, uh, there weren't too many competing factions, if any. There's a good kind of base of operations and then going out from there and exploring and taking care of issues. And, it, and there were a lot of, you know, it was more, you, you knew what to expect going out into the mines. Like, you knew you were going to be fighting stuff, basically. As opposed to, what was it, the, um, the Temple of Elemental Evil type stuff, where, oh, we're going to meet these factions, so maybe we can actually RP and play against them. Nope, everybody just always attacks you, you know, kind of a thing. Or, you know, where it's like, it felt like there was a lack of creativity there. But it was also, <clears throat> it wasn't as large, I think, in terms of the, the, the actual map and the scope of it. It wasn't overwhelmingly large. No, it only took us a few sessions to get through it, I think. You can actually yeah. finish this kind of thing. Um, the, I think it was like maybe five or six sessions. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. That's a decent length. The campaign this time is called The Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. And it's written by... And it's set in Faerun, like everything else is. Uh, it's written by Chris Perkins, who was one of the writers on Lost Mine of Fendelver. Rich Baker was the other guy. I have his Wikipedia pulled up here, so you can check it out if you're watching the video on YouTube, which look for Gigi no Recast or Gigi no Re Essentials Kit or whatever on YouTube and you'll find us. So he was one of the authors of Lost Might of Fendelver. And I don't know if he or Chris Perkins was responsible for most of it, but you know, the story of Lost Might of Fendelver. Okay, wait, let me back up. I've got some things to say. Listen, Daniel has got some stuff that he wants to talk oh. about. Here, I you guys can't see it, but the the listener can if the listener is looking at our YouTube page. Yeah. The product overview for the new essentials kit says uh, this is everything you need to create characters and play adventures. Yada yada. D and D is a cooperative storytelling team storytelling game that harnesses your imagination and invites you to explore a fantastic world of adventure. Uh, it yeah 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 whatever. The thing is. I doubt the story is going to be that interesting. Like Lost Minds of Fendelver, I've got a, a plot summary pulled up here. Basically in, and you can read this if you're looking at the YouTube video. I'm really pushing the YouTube video really hard uh, and I'm not meaning to. And probably something's going to go wrong and it's not even going to work. And so you're going to listen to this on podcast and then go to the YouTube channel and, and it's nothing. But have a little faith in me and maybe it'll be rewarded. But, and you guys can correct me if you remember differently but in part one there's a goblin ambush your caravan guards you rescue a guy named si what, what is it sildar right that you don't have any connection to yep and they then, do that just so you know you're playing D. &D. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you go into the town Fandolin, and you find there's a gang of baddies the red brands and they're led by a guy named glass staff okay so then you go do series of adventures like there's basically wilderness layers and encounters you can have like a the uh the town that's been ruined by a dragon the necromancer at the old well and orcs at a cave and you just go deal with these things 
Then you go to the castle where the goblins are. Then you go to the eponymous mine and fight the drow guy. And, the, and it's, a, it's a rather large dungeon for modern standards. And that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's not like some amazing thematic story where you have all this player authorial intent and there's all these thematic concerns and hard decisions to make. It's just like a rather open-ended campaign. And that's it, which is fine. But I wonder if they're going to try to do something different this time around. I doubt it. But if they do, I will be both surprised and satisfied. What's what's fun for me is that um, I think that the only actual Watsy thing that I have played was was that um, uh, what was it that Jim ran uh, when I first started playing? Oh, out of the abyss. Out of the abyss. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the only thing that we've done that I'm aware of that I've played and had somebody DM from a using the Watsy, you know, guide. And so I really have no frame of reference for how I'm going to run this thing, except from what, you know, we've played outside of any Watsy manual. Which is good. That's what I want. I want to see yeah. what someone who's new to this kind of material makes of it. Yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm excited about that too, because the only thing that I've ever ran was something that I did on my own, made it up. And I want to see what I can take away, good and or bad, to use in future things that I make. Yeah, so when we do our... So what we do typically with the Watsi module is we play it, we record our episodes where we're playing it, and then we record a review episode where we talk about it. So we'll definitely cover all these things in the review episode. And normally we wouldn't do a Watsi product, except this one's... We know it's going to be short and we can finish it. So, and it'll probably, if it's the successor to LMOP, it'll probably be okay and pretty fun to play through. So that's why we're making an exception and doing this product, even though we've we've sworn off Watsi products otherwise, for sure. I, I'm excited to do it because it's baseline entry level for a DM. I mean, it's the essentials kit. So, I mean, it, it will give me the tools that I need, you know, to try and learn without having to stumble over my own work. You know, having something laid out for me. It's going to be nice. So is there anything we else we want to discuss about the module itself before we get into our characters and what we're how we're approaching it? Get get ready for a lot of character voices. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like at this point we're just kind of speculating. Uh, I, I really, yeah, the next nothing about it. I'm excited yeah. to see. And that's part of it. So how do you make a character for a, a game that is intended to be bounded? Like we know there's not Essentials Kit Part 2 kind of come out anytime soon that we can pick up immediately afterward. So how do you make a character for this kind of thing? What are you trying to do? What are your was your approach? That is a topic that we're naturally being led into. And by natural, I mean unnaturally, because I'm intentionally directing it with human intent using my mind. <laughs> And that's where we're going now. Yeah. No, that that was a great segue. Thank you. I appreciate that. So this all began with a conspiracy, a conspiracy in Alabama with John, John and I, that's Daniel and John talking about what characters we wanted to make for this campaign. John, uh, have you overcome your technical difficulties? Are you actually in this call? He doesn't look like he's in the call. Rip. Well, I will have to speak for him. I told y'all. And the thing is, never, never actually in the call. 
and, and I'll say, you know, kind of behind the scenes, I actually, it wasn't clear to me if you guys actually had talked about it or if you were just joking about talking about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so we, John and I did talk about it. And I, I Daniel, hardly ever get to play, which is not a problem for me because I enjoy the GM side of it. But when I do get to play, it's, a, it's an interesting change of pace and it comes with some conundrums that are conundra that are uh, challenging to take up. And John and I started off with trying to come up with a little two-player combo that would be annoying for Asa and satisfying for us. So I think it'll be satisfying for me as well. Yeah. So we both chose to be... Well, we started mechanics first. I knew John would start mechanics first. Now, maybe he would defend himself if he were here, but he's not here. So we can just assume that whatever I say about him is true and keep that assumption for the rest of the podcast. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I think he, he decided he wanted to be a Warforged, which is something that came about in the 3.5 era with the Eberron campaign setting, and they're living robots. So Warforged is not in the PHB, I don't think. No, it's not. But it, it I think one, it came in PHB 2 or an errata or something like that. Yeah, it's one of the first, first ones they released after that. Yeah, but it's been around in D and D forever. So uh, he said he wanted to be a Warforged. So we okayed it with Asa, and I chose to be a Warforged too. And the thing with uh, the Warforged is that you can make them very tanky because they get natural AC bonuses even without wearing armor, and they tend to have strength and Constitution bonuses. So I'm pulling up my character right now. If you're on the YouTube video, you should be able to see it. I made a cleric and a paladin. The one I'm showing right now, which I think is the one I'm going to use, is a paladin named uh, Volt. And yes, I know in Latin it would be pronounced Volt, but we're we're in America here. We're in God's country, and so it's going to be pronounced Volt. And I'm a paladin, and I start with 20 AC at level 1. Hello, AC department. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and at level 2, I'll be 21 AC. So... <laughs> I am going to do my best to make sure you do not reach level two. <laughs> so it's kind of dumb, and there's really nothing you can do about it, Asa. And John so also... So is, is it from fighting style level two? Uh, the 21 AC will be, yeah. Fighting okay, style level that's, two. That's so sick, bro. It is sick. So John is going to be a fighter, Warforged, and I'm a paladin, Warforged. So you pick a, one of the options for Warforged gives you AC 18, basically, at level one. And then if you use a shield, you're 20 problem solved so i'm going to be doing that and john i know it shows a fighter with the same kind of build so we'll yeah, have very two. similar oh there's that boy there's, there's that boy there's john so we're gonna have two very tanky boys and i don't know what john's thought process was but i thought first of the annoying party role i wanted to play which as a GM, <clears throat> i hate when i can't hit the players and that's what's going to happen here as i'm Asa, just saying it's going to be, be really bad for no reason. It'd be really bad if something happened to your shields, though. It's not going to matter. I'm oh, man, it might happen. Or, or, or what if he like, holds you guys down and pokes you? Uh, there's also no magic in this campaign, so we don't have to worry about magic affecting us and making us make saving throws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's not going to be a problem. But uh, <clears throat> then My I mentality was... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead, John. I said my mentality behind mine was, you know, get the warforged, get that ton of AC going up, and then I wanted to do something that gave me a little bit of magical ability, so I could do some AOE stuff, 
right centered on myself. Um, so I took some Eldritch Knight. That way I could do Thunder, Thunder Blast or something like that. Basically, we're just coming out from my character in 20-foot radius. I'll be doing stuff to knock people down and do a little bit of damage and just kind of battlefield control and try to aggro and run to the middle of a group of people. And that shows you a difference between John and I. He's thinking about level three. I am thinking only about level one. I, <laughs> well, well, maybe two. I, I feel like you guys are using me as the tilde key for D&D um, and typing in God mode. <laughs> so I think that I'm going to multi-class it into a druid probably mm. and grab John. like entangle <laughs> so that I can um, tie everybody up and make it rough terrain rough terrain so they can't move quickly take sentinel that kind of thing i can't believe you've done this <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for quoting that but when i was thinking about it I, I think john texted me first to tell me about the kind of character he was thinking about making and so i thought okay i'll make something that synergizes with that and will be annoying for asa a juggernaut and then i i didn't think about mechanically beyond level one although i just happened to see at level two i could up my AC, which was fun, but I wasn't really planning on that. What I was thinking is, how do you try to make an interesting character when you have zero idea what kind of situation they're going to be fictionally brought into? And so I, I came up with a, a little bit of a backstory for my character that would make him a blank slate so that I, whenever anything came up in the upcoming module, I could latch onto that and say that my character cared a whole lot about it. So mm. my character, I briefly, I just made him some kind of creature. All the Warforged are supposed to be created for a specific purpose, like for a war or something like that. And I just imagine, well, it'd be cool if, if my character's war had been over and now he has literally nothing going for him and his masters or whatever who created him aren't there anymore. And he has to define his own arc going forward so whenever asa or the module or asa through the module presents something that i could care about as a fictional character that's what my dude's going to do as long as it's compatible with lawful goodness so i i did a kind of an idea with my warforge too um having a purpose being built for a repurpose and the idea was that he was a apprentice a wizard's apprentice and the wizard was trying to make uh practice making um, like a phylactery that was also on the body. So he made his Warforged and he put his apprentice in it to see if it would work. But then his apprentice lost all his magical ability and just became a dumb brute fighter. Killed the, killed the wizard because he's pissed at him. And now he's just out in the world pissed. So, so there we go. You had a that sounds like a lot of backstory, guys. I just yeah, died a little involved. bit. That was more so backstory. backstory. But you still kind of came to the same place where your character is like a, a video game character with amnesia, right? Where? Kind of, yeah. All he cares about is just, hey, can I figure out magic again one day? Maybe not. I don't know. I don't care. Can I kill stuff? Well, that's the thing. Is it? Is it I don't care or is it I don't know what to do and I want it? Well, maybe it's different as a character and as a player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As a, as yeah. a player, I know I'm going to find something to latch onto that's at least lawful good-ish. And that's what my guy is going to care about. And I think in most D&D-ish kind of settings, that's what you want to do is create a character that is open to experience and that will care about something deeply, even if you don't know what it is yet. That's my thesis for tonight. Oh, by the way, the map is uh, 21 by 15 double-sided for mm. uh, the ones that they included. 
So it's 21 by 15. Is there just one map? Yeah, it's just one map that's double-sided, so technically two. Okay, it's probably two dungeons, or two encounter could areas. Be, it could be an overland map. Probably. I think it's an overland map. Oh, really? An overland yep. and a dungeon? Uh, looks like it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's probably the final dungeon or the final encounter within the dungeon, I bet. I bet that's what it is. But I'm excited. I'm excited to prep for it. Yeah, I wonder, when you read it through, I wonder how much prep it's actually going to need. I doubt it's going to take a lot. I mean, it's a starter, like, it's. I think it's even more streamlined than the starter kit. Like, it's an essentials kit, so it's, like, very bare bones from what I'm seeing. So I doubt there's going to be a whole lot of prep that I have to do, but I am going to read through it and check it out. Yeah, at least you'll have to read through it, and then you'll see if you're going to need to do anything else. I mean, uh, with the um, since we know it's all official content, and with the box comes a code so you can get all the digital content on D&D Beyond for it. Yeah, that's so, really cool. And I know you have a computer that you use, so you'll be able to have that available. So it won't be a matter of having to look things up. That won't be an issue. Yeah. It, it also comes with cards, uh, 81 cards, magic items, and sidekicks. Oh, that's cool. So you can just hand yeah. out the items. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. That should be done. I like that. For sure. Uh, Jim and Tim, did you guys make a character yet? If not, that's fine. Or do you have any ideas? Can, can, can you go first? I have not made one. I'm going to... I plan to, for the session uh, this week, uh, if I don't default back to the old TWBB build. Which TWBB, I've got it up on the video right now. And you can just search for TWBB on ggnorecast.com. And you can find the worst, best build. It's the way to make an OP fighter build that uses ranged attacks to make your dungeon master want to uh, shuffle off this mortal coil. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I kind of want to do something different, and I'm leaning towards a healer class, and what I put together was going to be like a combo, uh, bard, cleric, human, uh, starting out as a bard, uh, and taking the healer feet, and... Oh, that's really on. smart. I yeah, love it. Just, thank, thank you. Just, just debuffing and healing, and, uh, healing with my feet. Have we put that, that build up? on the website yet no we should because it's extremely strong it's dumb but it's really good you know what's what's fun about like anytime that i've played DD, i've never cared about the mechanics of my character so it's going to be fun being on the other side of that seeing people <laughs> who care about the mechanics of their character <laughs> yeah I, I have i've been there many times where i think is this actually legal is this possible <laughs> and of course is it, it real is. of course it is your hell is actually the world daniel's like john your level one orc cannot attack two times a turn what are you doing yes i can yeah thank you yeah uh, by the way everybody uh john is recording from a subway station <laughs> oh oh does this sound I, like I, that? Uh, i've got a backstory though i've got a backstory oh wait Ooh, let's hear it jim's got a backstory Wait, I gotta get out my my word document here. He's got a word document. Let's see, I've got twelve pages so far. <laughs> how much? How much of this do you want me to read? It's just like summarize it. No, we got I like twenty three minutes. I want you to. Read I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, so I'm kind of uh, so so I'm leaning towards uh, playing an old character actually. Yeah, like like a boomer. Yeah, 
like a 60 something ish maybe year old character uh maybe 50s but, but i don't know i don't know it's just just older uh who spent their entire life traveling as a bard and learning stories singing margaritaville leaning towards uh, yeah, yeah, i was about I'm to say is he a parrothead <laughs> I'm very much leaning towards uh, maybe maybe a takeoff uh, or uh, a parody of like Jordan Peterson and having <laughs> <laughs> I mean very much a like a mythological kind of worldview and narrative uh, and and really focus on that but not not do a Jordan Peterson impression that's I can't do that but <laughs> well maybe your room isn't clean it. enough. <laughs> maybe you'll work on it and it'll be so on point that it's irresistible who, who knows who knows what can happen i, I hope i hope so but, but like uh like like versions of him i much uh more, more in content and in, in his actual voice so well nice. maybe maybe i should well i can't really be a, a boomer stereotype with my robot guy unless i take a profile picture of myself in my ford f-150 with the <laughs> ball cap on and a, and a white uh zero calorie monster in my hand and sunglasses on for my <laughs> facebook profile and i put my cares as caring about god country and family <clears throat> but uh i'll do what i can you know I, i'm not saying that i can be a boomer like you can jim but i'll aspire to be that i mean i, I- We'll I'm looking forward. Uh, my character will play in an omnipotent, angry god who is just smiting <laughs> left and right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking towards like being like close to death already. Uh, <laughs> I'm very excited about this. <laughs> close See, I death. don't know what it's. I don't know what it's. I don't know what it's going to be like to be tormented by my players. <laughs> so I'm really excited. I think you it's going to be awful. You overachieve. Like, so yeah. my character's. He's he's learned a few tricks over the years of traveling. I mean, it's, it's going to be awful. Yeah, you're going to regret the day that you decided to run D and D for us. We're going to make. Look, I paid it. I paid twenty six dollars because I got five percent off of my Target red card. You're welcome, Target. Um, but I, I paid twenty six dollars. All right. If I don't enjoy this, I'm turning. I'm returning it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'll stop mid session. Around and go. I will right stop mid session. Fold up everything. Load it up. Take my receipt and go back to Target. <laughs> they have a great, great return policy. <laughs> yeah, this sucked. What can you yeah, guys you do? You overachieved a little bit, didn't you? What was that, John? You overachieved a little bit, didn't you? Me? Yeah, you made second character. I did the same thing. Ah, come on. <laughs> well, well, that'll be the, that'll be our review criteria. Is it is it worth keeping, or should you return it to Target? Well, here's the thing. My thing is, if you allow things not essentially in the PHP, does that mean you can add things that aren't in the PHP? Stop huh. it right now. Think on Stop it. Stop it. Now I'm becoming what I hated. <laughs> I'm like, as a player, I'm like, don't add anything, don't change anything, Asa. It's got to be exactly raw. Or no, I am completely. I am. Raw. I'm going to do it as as written. Okay. Do it live. Do it live. All right. Well, that's all I have to talk about. Are there any other matters of business to concern us before we sign off tonight? Well, didn't you make a second character? I did. I made a cleric that's also warforged and has a very similar backstory. Mm. But that's not very interesting. I think I'm just going to stay with the pally. I made a second character, but it was not even mechanic based at all. For me, it was just, hey, I've never been a tiefling. I always wanted to play a tiefling. Oh, hey, I've never been a wild magic sorcerer. Let's make a wild magic sorcerer tiefling. And so that's what I did. I've never that's cared adorable. about any of those things because no, I'm, that's adorable. Because I'm an yeah. American. Yeah, I like this character. Uh, yeah, I mean, and my other character would 
is a hill lock, um, and I guess we haven't posted that either. But it's it's also worthwhile. It just it depends on the pacing of the campaign and everything. I'm spending way too much money on minis. <laughs> yeah. hey, I got a mini too. I ordered a mini as well. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, the only thing I'd like to touch on before uh, you know we we close out is that this was twenty six dollars. So my PayPal is. <laughs> I think- Asa, I spent fifty dollars on minis for this game. So you did know. you? That is twice as much as the freaking essentials kit cost. <laughs> I know. I told you. It's gonna be awesome. Awesome. Oh my god. Oh man, I'm gonna do that my is... best to kill both of you. One of mine is like a complete metal mini. Is super awesome. Came in the middle today. Put in, in the general chat for a podcast, and then I also bought a Hero Forge mini that I custom made, and I had it sent to my friend, other friend Asa, to paint it for me. Mm. Wait, you have another friend named Asa? Dude, we've had this conversation like 12 times and you're always... I'm sure we have. I'm usually drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So this brings up a point. Listen, listener, the only listener we have. If you want to get in the chat and see John's amazing mini before it comes out to the normies when we release the video or whatever, you should go to patreon.com slash gginori. Get in the chat and also see the previous nonsense that I and others have released on the patron-only stream to see past episodes that you can't hear on the normal stream and to get material that you can use in your elf games. It's all there. I'm just saying. And after every session of the upcoming campaign, we'll do an After Dark where we chat about what just happened in the session, what we liked, what we didn't, and just have a chill, low-key kind of stream. Where it's not really a stream because we're not live streaming yet, but you understand. Let the reader understand. It's 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 a pretty good benefit. I mean, it's it's usually <coughs> about thirty to thirty minutes to an hour, and it's only for patrons. You want to be a cool kid? You got to get in the cool kids club. You got to get the cool kids badge that's that's obtained via Federal Reserve notes. And, and it is life. like our best content. I mean, come on. It is. Yeah, and I mean, and we are very much interactive with our community. A community. You like that? I did that just for you. Asa knows that triggers me. All right. Well, I reckon. It's, it's until... funny because it is kind of a community sometimes. Oh, also, I need to. Uh, I guess I need to post my DM nanny that I sculpted. Uh, that's going to be watching over your dice rolls. That's. Really I think I need weird. to post that in the general. That's really weird, Asa. I don't know why you did that, and it creeps me out. But it happened in real life. Like I said, I'm oh. usually drunk. I've got to know something. Wait, I've got to know something. So, are we planning to play this to completion, no matter what? Yes. Excellent. So that will be through level six, I think. Ride or die. Ride or die. Insert uh, 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 Lil Nas X right here. Okay, we've done it. We've been copyright claimed. It's (laughs) GG No Re.